Kimberly Jessica reporting in live today from Hollywood, California. It is a beautiful day outside. Considering all the technical difficulties I've had this morning, guys, you would not believe I had a hard time getting into the conference call to get the show production for today. I mean, it's just been one of those crazy, crazy, crazy mornings. Another site went bonkers with another person I was dealing with, another phone line got shut down. It is feeling like a manic Monday, and it's Super Saturday. I'm so excited today because we have an amazing guest on the line. Uh, before I introduce her, let me tell you a little bit about her. I just want you to think one thing for me. Think VH1, love, and hip-hop. Yes, I have a person that's been on that show that was there for a segment. She's Jersey's own. She's an R&B recording artist and songwriter, well-known throughout the tri-state area. Yay, yay. I love the tri-state area. I'm sorry. I had to do that corny noise for my skew, but I'm from Massachusetts, so you know I'm, like, totally biased when it comes to anything that is New York, Jersey, Delaware, Philly, and I lived in Maryland, by the way, too, so you know what? I'm, like, DMV, tri-state, the best food, the best hairstyles, the best dress. Now, I'm not going to diss the West Side because I'm totally a Cali girl. You couldn't pay me to go back to the East Coast only because of the cold weather. But needless to say, she's been featured on VH1's Love and Hip Hop, and she's truly a woman that will stop at nothing to entertain. Early on in life, she discovered her passion for music and set it out to begin pursuing her dreams. With her versatility and musicality, the sound of her music can test can be can best be described as pure, passionate, and truthful in meaning. Her latest album is Misery Love Company. It talks about love, lust, pain, and living through the highs and lows. Her music is a stylistic fusion. When people ask her about the style of this album, she defines it in just one word. It's just a heartfelt, true meaning behind every track. A woman not afraid to tell her closest story, yet looks into the world and still be able to love. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to have on our line today, Ryan Atkin. Ryan, are you there? Yes. Hey, Tam. Woo! Hey, girl. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, oh, my I, God, the pleasure is all ours, Miss BH1 Love and Hip Hop star, you? Oh, God, no. Shout out to my my BFF, Chrissy Monroe, for having me on the show. She, You know, she's a star in quality. So it was just a fun segment to have for that one feature of the show off the season five. So it was too much fun, but great feature. But you know you have the look for it, so you know you should be on that show on a regular, right? You know you have the look, right? You know I'm loving your hair. I was looking at your pictures. Look at her little figure. You are so cute. Thank you. Thank you. You can hear you. Nice. <laughs> your and your your little shape and your little jumpsuit, little one piece you had on, and your your hair is all laid and stuff. I'm just over you. I'm like over the moon right now. Ah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank so Ryan, tell us about Ryan. What 
When did you know, Ryan, that you wanted to be in music? I mean, did you get the fever for the flavor? Did those music notes start running through your veins? Tell us what brought you to where you are. Well, I think I annoyed my parents so much as a young child with singing and dancing in the house and being stuck on the TV watching videos and uh, blasting my music radio till it was a point where they was just like, all right, we have to do something with this girl. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So um, I started off actually in dance, um, dancing school and at the age six. And then after that, at the age of 11, it's um, when I started doing uh, uh, singing at different talent shows and stuff in my grammar school. It was, just, you know, so much fun. And, you know, my mom thought it was kind of like a hobby to her. And as I grew older, she was like, you know what, as long as you finish high school, you can do whatever you want. So I did. And after that, I was like, you know what, I want to take this as a toll. It's something that I really love and I enjoy doing. And I enjoy singing, writing. So I'm just really excited that I'm finally getting my project heard and getting out there. Wow. Now, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome in your quest and in your journey, Ryan? Ooh, a lot. Um, Life catches you by a moment. You never know what the day is bringing. So, you know, my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer three years ago. That was a huge obstacle. It was a choice of between she was telling me, you know, you got to keep pushing. Don't stop because of me. It was a time I was going to pause that, you know. Um, it's about knowing exactly that you want this and it's the only thing that you think about early in the morning when you wake up and late at night when you go to bed. And no matter what the next day brings, you have to understand that you are fighting for something that you want. And until you get to where you need to be, and even when you get to where you need to be, you still have to fight to keep that position, you know. So Mm. it's hard, especially being a woman, but it's so worth it. I think each goal that you accomplish in it, it's still just a blessing, just a blessing overall. So the obstacles in life, period, which you go by, and, you know, you just have to learn to have basically, how can I put it, uh, it's more of a consistent consistency. That's what you need. Mm. You know? Wow. You know, you're so deep. You know, you 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 seem like you're you're young, but you're deep. You know, I'm looking at your you know your song, Misery Loves Misery Loves Company. Tell us yeah. about what brought you to create a song called Misery Loves Company. What are some of the things that you experienced um, yeah. that that brought you to this place? I actually named the project Misery Loves Company. So the first single off is called Don't Ask. But Misery Loves Company, I chose that because. I feel as if when we're down and out, we tend to attract certain energy from people that draws a lot more attention than when we're happy, which a lot of people in life, when you're happy and doing good, a lot of people don't like to see that from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to draw the attention of what I, what, was going, what I was going through during my misery of the pain, the lust, the relationships, the family ties, the highs, the lows, the finances. And I wanted mm. to talk about People can relate. We go through this as human beings, you know. And But I'm very frank about things. I'm very forward. Um, my first single, Don't Ask, which um, you guys are here today, it's a very straightforward concept of what goes on nowadays of how certain men treat relationships. Mm. And when does the same thing back, they kind of can't handle it. You know, it, mm. it's just a second thing to them, you know. So mm-hmm. that's just the point 
things of with Mercy Rose Company. So I have so many other tracks on it. We're still finishing up that project. So we're, I'm hoping to drop late summer this year of 2017 so everybody can hear everything. Wow. You know, that's so true. You know, when you're trying to, you know, when you were talking just now, it kind of brought me into, you know, when I was watching the movie about TLC and watching what, you know, basically Left Eye, T-Boz, and Chili went through with their relationship as they were trying to build their stardom and, and get their coins. Um, and it was just unbelievable what those girls had to accomplish and overcome. And I'm just listening to you, and I'm like, wow, you know, just being able to, you know, write about this in such a raw way and tell your story about some of the horrible things that you've probably experienced on your journey, and you're still able to look life in the face and say, you know what, I'm going to love anyway. You're not going to let it turn you blue or bitter or have you in a place where you're saying, I'm not going to allow this to shut down my ability to love, and I'm not going to allow this to shut down my prince that's waiting for me or my king that's waiting for me because he's Mm -hmm. out there. He's waking up every day saying, you know what, where is my queen or where is my princess? I want her, and he's looking for you, literally. Absolutely. I do believe there's someone out there for everybody. It's just the timing in life. And sometimes we just have a longer time than others, but that's okay, you know. And um, Amen. You know, certain things come at the times that we need. So I feel like if I share my story, and not just on love, but life period, that at least it will affect not just women, but men as well, because they'll see a point of view of what, you know, maybe they've put a woman through or what they heard a woman say and why they said it that way you know, and they can reflect on what they've done. So it's not a man-bashing album. It is more no. perspective how you take it, you know. So right. um, it's, it's just straightforward. And I would hope that some woman can look at it like, okay, if she's done this and she's still focused and still smiling and still laughing, so can I. It's not the Amen. end of the world. Oh, hurt. And we feel like it's the end of the world. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. You know. It's not the end. It's just it's just a crook in the road. That's all it is. And you know, yeah. for the, to name the project Misery Loves Company. You know, when you're on the road to success, there you're right. There are some people that literally don't want to see you make it. And sadly, mm-hmm. some of those people can be right in your family. They, and you know what? I, I hate to go into any Bible prophecies or anything. You know, because some people don't believe in the Bible, but I do. But you know, I remember I remember reading a scripture years ago, and it says that your enemies will be those of your own household. And I was thinking. What is what does that mean? Your enemies oftentimes it's an inside job. It's people that you know, like, love and trust. The people that you're most vulnerable to. And those are sometimes the ones that you sometimes can't even speak about what your plans and intentions are because they will send a prayer. A prayer can go out as simple as she ain't gonna make it. Ah, oh, she just talked it. Ah, oh, she thinks she all that. I hope she failed because she thinks she all that. Those are all forms of prayers. And so, you know, I, I love the fact that you're speaking about the fact that misery does love company. They don't want it. A lot of times, people don't want to see you doing better than them. They want to see you doing well, but they don't want to see you doing better than them. Absolutely, and I always say that. I want to see you do good, but never better than them. And what we have to realize is our closest friends, our closest family members, some of them are the enemy sometimes because mm-hmm. they see us grow the closest and they don't ever want to see you grow more than them it hurts them to know that they may be at a standpoint and you're not so we have to watch our 
our energy. If your energy, I feel like, or your levels go down around certain people, it's happening for a reason. So it's a lot of people that you end up dropping. And that's not just in the music, because I do music, but even while you're Any success. A doctor or becoming a radio host, anything, you end up evolving and going into your best. Your friends start to drop. Family members stop calling. People just start to drop. But you have to stay as positive as possible and know that sometimes everybody's not meant to be on that journey with you. And it's okay. Amen. 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 You know, you even, I even tell young women, they even have to be careful about sleeping with the enemy. There are some guys that you get with on your quest that they end up being salty and jealous of you. And it's like, dude, seriously, I need you. I don't need you to be salty and jealous of me because you feel that I'm making it and you're not, or you feel that you're going to now, quote, dig me down because, you know, you feel your masculinity is, is threatened because I'm making it. And I've because seen I'm, it so many times. Yes, men will do that. They will either, they'll try to get you pregnant or you shouldn't be right now. They'll try to end up talking you out of it or asking you, telling you that you're not pretty or they will do anything. You just have to keep that negative energy away. And you have to watch out for those signs when they tell you, I want you to stay home or why do you have to go to or why can't I go with you? It, mm. you you need uh, someone that's going to be understanding and grateful and number one fan. That's what you need. So, you know. That guy that's your number one fan. An alpha male that's not an alpha male, a beta pretending to be an alpha male, but an alpha male that can support you 110% in your quest and whatever it is that you want to be doing. An alpha male will support you. He will never be intimidated by you. As a matter of fact, an alpha male will go in his pocket and fund your dreams. That's what alpha males do. Beta males get jealous. They, they, they have to, they cheat. They bring another woman in the picture to bring, make you feel bad about yourself. They will try, like you said, get you pregnant. So you gotta be really careful, um, in your quest. When I say an alpha male, think David Bowie and Iman. David Bowie never tried to stop Iman from being this $300 million mogul. Maximilian is not trying to stop Eve from being the rapper that she is. You know what I mean? Like, I can, you know, Alfred Woodard's husband is not stopping her. Angela Bassett's husband is not stopping her. You know, those are alpha males. That, you know, Viola Davis, those are alpha males that don't mind that their wives may be bigger than them in a certain area, but there are other areas that their wives are not as big as, and they own that. So that's the road that I tell women, when you're a fire, when you're a fire, Queen Elizabeth ruling a country type of chick like you, you Mm -hmm. need to find your alpha male. You need to find your alpha male. And that alpha male, even Queen Elizabeth, she, she's married to her, to her, to her, to her mate for life. So you just have to find your alpha male that will support you because it, it, that's important in a woman's life is that person that it brings into that cushion, into that safe, intimate space. And I love the fact that you talk about, you know, the lust. Because as women, we're sexual creatures. We we have desires. And it's so important that we share our sexual lust and desires with somebody that's honorable and somebody that can respect it, appreciate it, and love it. So it seems like you've covered that in your music, too. It's about being appreciated lust-wise and being non-appreciated. I know a lot of women know what it is to give your all, you know, lust-wise and then just feel like it's, you know, you're not appreciated at all. 
I feel like you're just another one of the other women, you know? And mm. then feel like the lust part has to have you out of control and make you thinking that you're in love with this person. And come to find out, you're not. It happens. So these are all details that are going into this project. And trust me when I mean I think of everything thoroughly of what I would want everyone to hear because it's an effect and it's um, – these are emotions that we all normally go through, and men have mm-hmm. these feelings. It's just that they have it in a different way, you know, and a lot of them don't talk about it much often. But um, it all depends on where we are in life and our growth. And as women, we're constantly growing mentally, emotionally, you know. So it's something that um, I feel that this album, hopefully, that everyone will gravitate towards and understand where I'm coming from. I do. Oh, I get it. Yeah. About a lot of things, you know, um, verbally, but some will like certain songs and some may like others. But I'm guaranteed to be at least one or two tracks that a person can say, I can relate. You know, even if they okay, haven't so I have to ask you the big question. So, if I had to choose between Akisha Cole and a Mary J. Blige, who would you be? Ooh, I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> There's a on there, though. But um, I, I'll i pick my Mary because I'm so more emotional, <laughs> roller roller coastering all over, slash hip-hop in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mary. But it is a, a Keisha style to it, um, you know. So, yeah, there's a mixture. There's a mixture in me. There's a mixture. So who is your biggest influence in music? You've got to tell us, Ryan. You know I'm loving your name, too, right? But I hate this question at the same time because I have oh, – can I just give my top five or I have to pick one? Okay, do five. Do, do your top five. Okay. Do your top five. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, this is singer and songwriter capability. Uh, Johnny Gill, Darnell Jones, Tamia, Tony Braxton, and Monica. Wow. You went back like, you know, 93, 95, yeah. Monica. Darnell Jones, say what, say what, say what. What? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, well, just say one. I'm like, uh, you know, it's kind of hard because I love music, period. So, you know, music all, all over the board. But those are my top five. Those, if I had to play albums over and over and over again and I don't have to skip anything, those are my top five that I don't have to ever skip and I love. So. I'm loving your brand, by the way, Ryan. You know that, right? You know I'm loving your brand, right? You know, I'm going to find mm-hmm. you on, on, on Instagram and follow you, too. Please do, please do, please do. Um, actually, so tell us what's coming up. Yeah, tell us what's coming up next for you. You were gonna say something. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Please follow me. It's uh, Ryan is music. It's R Y A N I S M U S I Q. Music with the Q. Um, okay. Uh, coming up so far. Right now, we'll be shooting the video the first week of May for the Don't Ask, the single that you'll be hearing um, today. Um, I also have uh, two shows lined up, but I'm not allowed to talk to him to the contract to sign in the end of May. So I'm sorry to come up, but mm-hmm. I will be at Atlanta, D.C., and New York, I believe, are the first three spots. But you can also look it up on my website at www.ryanismyname.com for more information coming forward for May. So most of the shows will be there. Um, right now it's more of my – you know, just my interviews, promo, anything else that you will love to find out, you can catch me on. And um, I'm just super excited because it's summer, so I'm looking forward to everything. 
Who would you who would you dream to tour with? If you could tour with a with a with a band or with a with an artist, who would you tour with, Ryan? Oh my God, um, this is a hard question too. Okay, so <laughs> right now, as of right now, because I know she just got a deal with someone, um, and it's a label that I love, which is Epic Records. Um, Keisha Cole is now signed with Epic Records, so I would love to just tour Ooh. with her. That's it, yeah. Um, my overall um, uh, top, of course, you know, I would love to be with Mary. Um, but, I, you know, Mary or Monica, I would love to just experience the full R&B show because they've been out for a while and they have mm-hmm. some years behind. I think that the experience with their band, the background singers, it would be so much to learn. I like to always be a sponge and, you know, to watch their show and see how to interact and how they would be, it would probably be amazing and fun to me. So I could see you with Mary and Monica. I really could. And Keisha, I could see you with all three, actually. Yeah. So I think it would be exciting, like a whole Power Woman tour. I love that. I thought so. So let me ask you this, Ryan. What advice do you have for young women coming up in this industry? Uh, be honest, ladies. Even even guys that come up, anyone in the industry, I'll say, but mostly my young women, you have to make sure, one, that you see your vision and you stick to your vision. And you don't let anyone change that perception of what your vision is because people will try to. Um, two, you make sure that you always believe in yourself. Your confidence is everything. People will break it. They will call you names. They will tell you you're not pretty good. Mm. You can't sing big enough or rap good enough. They will tell you that your complexion or your skin is not this. They will find mm. And the fact that we have social media now is even ten times worse. But you have to pull yourself together and you have to find whatever makes you sane. If it's whatever God you believe in, you pray to it. And you keep mm. that close by. And you pick your handful of people that you trust the most and you keep those people very close and near and dear. And you run with your dreams. And you have to hustle. You put in your footwork to the DJs. You put in your, you know, your your social networking. And most of all, stay as humble as possible, but don't let anyone walk all over you. Mm. I will say Wow. That's powerful. And, you know, I have to say something. About the whole colorism thing, that, that, that's for the birds. You understand what I'm saying? That whole thing there with the colorism and the complexion and all that, that's for the birds. Because when, when, when anyone does that, how do they feel? If it's someone that looks like you that does that, how do they feel when they're driving and they're profiled? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So why do that to a woman? When they may, when they're the first ones that would be on social media to say they don't like me because I'm a black so and so, or they don't like me because I'm a brown so and so, but then you would turn around and take all the features of that brown girl and put them on another girl from another culture and call her beautiful. That's right. That's all racism. Don't let anybody take your crown. And as a woman. I would never wear a stolen crown. Nope. I don't want any stolen goods. At all. Does that make sense, Ryan? It makes perfect sense. 
You don't want a stolen crown. You want to be your own individual, and you want to stand out, and you want to be proud of who you are because you will get looked at in more attention for being yourself than you will ever be trying to look like or be like anyone else. Amen. Amen. So when other women from other cultures or wherever they're from will take another woman's crown given to them that was stolen and say, hey, I took this from this woman, and I took her shape, and I took her lips, her full lips, I took her shape, I took her bronze color, and I took her, her, her slanted eyes and her wide nose, and I now want you to go and get all that done to you, and I'm going to call you exotic and yes. beautiful. And by the way, here's her crown. What the mm-hmm. F? No, 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 no. Today's society is totally crazy. <laughs> right? That's why we must accept who we are and love ourselves. Major Amen. Amen. And you know what? I've seen you. You're mad pretty. Mad pretty. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, she has, like, the cutest shape, and it's yours. You have the cutest little body. You got your hair is laid. Your hair is on fleek. Makeup is on fleek. You can tell you got fire. I love it. I love it. Do not change it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You got this. Yeah. You got this. (laughs) I appreciate it. It And this is going on international radio. You are fly. Period. You got this. And you don't even need me to say it because you know you look at your your Instagram pictures. And that's why I was like, look at her. You look like, you know, you got the picture where you're like looking up in the air and you got the little black jumpsuit on, a little cat suit. I was like, look at her. You're just so, you're just, you're so cute, like a, a like a pussycat doll, but at the same time, you have that, you know, you have that, you know, um, what's that group? They were so big over the summer. Oh, my God. And this one black girl in the group, and it's, oh, my God, and I interviewed them at the Teen Choice Awards last year. Oh, my God. I can't remember. Fifth Harmony. Oh, yeah, Fifth Harmony. Up too. Yeah, I need to Fifth Harmony. Yep. <laughs> you have that feel, too. You know what I mean? You have the pussycat doll kind of look and feel. I mean, you are so pretty. It's like, oh, my God. Like, if I was, like, a young girl, I would look at you, and I would look at you and be like, I want to shape, I want to be shaped like her and look like her when I grow up. I would look at you and say that. Thank you. Thank you. So, trust me. And you know what? Maybe as as girls like us, you just kind of, kind of look the other way. Like, maybe there's like, there's like 12 billion other cultures on the planet of men. Hello? They, certain men have no problem going there. You know what I mean? Love is not, love is, love is love, man. And, you know, when you've got a, I would just look the other way if you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know. There's people out there, there's like people, there's like people from all over the world. You know, there's like people from Trinidad, Jamaica, there's, you know, there's, there's England, there's, you know what I mean? There's Colombia, there's, it's a big world. And you, and you want to, you want to marry a guy that's going to elevate you. But marriage to an extent is a business plan. And so when you're going into a business plan, you really want to go with a guy that's seen in society as an upper level man. I'm just saying. I won't even go into details. I'm just saying though. She's like, I'm just saying though. Thank you. I won't. I'm just saying. I trust me. When I say I'm a sponge, I am listening. You know? Yeah, seriously. I mean, you want an upper-level guy. You want a guy with the power. I'm just saying. I want a guy with the power. You're- and I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. 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 I'
don't want a guy that society looks at him as like the bottom of the barrel. I want a guy that's like at the top of the. And girls are raised that way. I'm gonna tell you a quick, quick story, and then I know you gotta go. But I went to law school briefly, and then I dropped out. Yeah, and then I dropped out, and I went to school in Boston, and I got my master's degree. But I used to sometimes go to the Harvard Law Library to, you know, to look up some things and go and hang out with my friends at, at Harvard College. And some of my girls at Harvard College were affluent Caucasian girls, affluent girls from the Middle East. And I remember just going there. And, of course, I had my own little Louboutins and my pearls on, and we all did, and we would talk about life and stuff. And I would be sitting there, and I would literally be listening to these girls from other cultures talk about how they're getting ready to marry their boyfriend. He's graduating with his law degree, and he's going to go into politics. And they would just, like, choose their mates, like they choose their shoes and their coffee. Everything was high class. Every, you know, their shoes were uh, yeah. top of the line, whether it was Louboutin. Their pearls were, you know, top of the line. It was their grandmother's pearls that they're wearing. And these girls were, like, getting their marketing degrees, getting their, their lawyer degrees, getting their um, political science degrees. So a long story short, you know, we were all in the Harvard, Harvard Law Library, and at the time I was dating someone. And, you know, the guys that they were talking about, the, all their boyfriends and stuff, they were graduating from Princeton, Harvard, et cetera. So five years later, I saw my friends, and all those girls that I met, they were all married. Their husbands were junior senators, lawyers, and in politics. They had already had two kids, and they, even though they had their degrees, they were stay-at-home moms running their own business from home. I was the only one that wasn't married. Oh, wow. Don't worry, honey. And it made me look at it and say how my social and economical and cultural conditioning stopped me from choosing a quality, high-class, none, no criminal, no nothing type of me. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But let me ask you something. It Mm -hmm. It might not have been just for you, though, like, that might have been the type of guy, I mean, who doesn't want that type of man, you know, economically up there, powerful, all of that. But Right. Now it is, though. Now I'm living that. So what I'm saying is that because of my... Right. You know what I mean? The right one. But if it was at that timing, it might not have been the right one. Right. But what I'm saying is my social conditioning, my, stru- my social... Con- my, at that time, I was in a mindset of my guy had to look a certain way, be from a certain culture... You understand what I'm saying? And and it, it had to be fast. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Versus I didn't open my mind to say, I don't want struggle love. We're going to build together or, or he's going to come in with stuff together. So what I learned from these girls were their social structure and conditioning, they automatically chose good mates. If I had automatically with some sort of something that's being brought to the table where that guy was conditioned to want one woman, a family, et cetera, et cetera, and take care of. And so care. does that make sense? It does make sense. It does. It makes sense. So, I do it. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, for, for a lot of us young girls, you know, we may be because of our conditioning or because of, you know, things that we're told from, you know, people in the past or yeah. our circle, sometimes that is our holdback versus 
Okay, you know what? Let me let me stop fishing in this pond and let me go swim in the ocean. Let me see what the salt water's talking about. Let me go see what the sea's doing. Let's try this this adventure here. Something right of what I've been and where I've been. I got you. Right, right. I agree, and I so world and try. Yeah, I agree. You got this, and that's what I'm saying to you. Is like you are like that girl that you have that. Pussy cat, pussy cat dog look, you know, the shape, the little body, the, the pretty fleek hair, the perfect makeup, the perfect red lipstick. You know what I mean? It's like, you're like something perfect. And, thanks so much, Seriously, you're like perfect. And so my, my wish for you is that you get everything that you want. And I know that you are because you're fire. You're fire. And 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 don't let anyone tell you that you're, you're too much fire. That's why you don't got nobody. Because that's another lie. All the time. <laughs> because these girls had crazy fire. They were blonde, blue eyes with crazy fire, and it turned their husbands on. on. So what I'm saying to you is... <laughs> for anyone. Beta males. Beta. Males, beta males say that. Alpha males, they get turned on. Beta males get turned on when a woman is hurting. Alpha males get turned on when a woman is on fire. Yeah. And those are some of the things that I learned being in the world, world of wise woman. So you've got this. Your music is on fire. You are meant to be a star. You've got the it factor. You're the it girl. I'm, I feel like we're now, we've switched from like an interview to like a girl's chat. Seriously? <laughs> and your, and your song, it feels like a, a diary. Yes, it is. It is. It's it's pure. It's straightforward. I want to give a shout out. The song is produced by Red Spider. So shout out to Super Producer Red Spider. And the song was helped co-wrote with Red Spider and Ev the Boss. So and me. So thank you so much. I really oh, the pleasure is mine. Oh my God, this was so much fun. I just I'm inviting you back. I'm gonna follow you on Instagram. Let's stay in touch with each other. Tell the world how we can follow you. Look you up. Buy your album. Buy your song. This is your flow, your show. Tell them, tell them everything. Yes. So, guys, you can also find the song on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Please go on Spotify, add me. You can follow me, whatever you like. Remember, my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at Ryan is Music. That's music with a Q. Um, also, my website, www.ryan, it's at ryanismyname.com. Um, please look out for Mizzy Love Company dropping late summer this year, and also the video will be out soon. So look forward to that. And guys, please listen out for the Don't Ask sound, the Don't Ask song that you'll be listening to right now. Thank you so much, Kim. I truly had fun, and I appreciate everything. Oh my God, you're my bestie now. I like, I, I totally love you. Like you're my BFF. I'm gonna stay in yes. touch with you like forever. <laughs> I'm inviting you back to the show. I want to put you in Marie Claire. Like seriously, we're gonna. I, I love you to pieces. Jim, you're, you're the bomb. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate it. I hope we'll be in LA soon. So we definitely meet up. We gotta meet up. Absolutely, sweetie. And I'll be in New York soon, so let's cross that river and get together when I come out to New York. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna uh, respond to your email and, and send you some information too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you everybody for Absolutely. Watching. Absolutely. Well guys, you just heard it from the lady herself, 
Ryan Atkins. Ryan is music with a Q. Ryan is my name is her website. Check her out. We're going to be taking a break in a few minutes, but we're going to come back and we are going to listen to her amazing song. We're going to be playing that coming up next. Ryan, why don't you go ahead and announce your song? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ryan Atkins, and you're now tuned in. Thank you, Kim, so much. My new single to Don't Ask. Don't Ask. We're getting ready to play that now, guys. Don't Ask by Ryan. Thanks, guys, for listening in. Have a great evening, guys. Take care. And I'm just Didn't want it when you had it Now I'm straight savage No, you don't turn me on 